Good evening and welcome to Sunset Sunrise Ministries. My name is Kirk and my wife Jody here. Good evening. Uh, we are going to talk to you guys tonight about faith and um, specifically how you can develop faith that is unshakable or begin to develop it. And so I'm going to start by asking um, my husband, why do you think that God allowed us to go through? And for those of you guys who have not listened before, um, we've had quite a testimony and God has brought us through a lot. So if you haven't heard our testimony, please go back to the very first one and listen to it so you'll know what we're talking about. But why do you think that God's allowed us to go through all that he has in this last year and a half to two years? Well, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think it's, why did he allow us to go through it? Why did he bless us with it? Okay. Would be more along the lines of how I look at it. Right. Um, you know, bef before he opened up my eyes and, and, and I could really see what the life we were living, you know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a life that, <clears throat> we were mean or bad people or dishonest or but we weren't really living a life truly for him right i mean we had a we had our own business we were in a country that we really enjoyed the weather and the scenery and the people mm -hmm. and we just were in a place that was for us and we were doing nothing for him right so as a blessing to us to open our eyes and our our heart and, and mind and to get our our direction you know i believe that that's why we went through what we've gone through you know uh had he not done any of that we would still probably be living in belize and and enjoying our our life as a as a oh a unconscious christian yeah you know we would we were we knew what we wanted to do but we just didn't really give it a lot of thought because we let this life inter interfere too much with our christian life right so it definitely took precedence it did. It, um, you know, we've asked some questions on our on our Facebook page a lot. You know, this week one of them was, you know, the things that distract you. What are the things that distract you? And I think we were very distracted. You know, you can that can snowball. Distractions can snowball. Yep. And you can start off with one little distraction or one thing that you think would be a cool thing to go do, and all of a sudden it becomes your new favorite thing to do. And it's not that the thing is bad. It could be fishing. It could be skiing. It could be anything. But if it becomes more important to you than God, then it becomes an idol. Mm -hmm. And an obsession. Yeah. And I agree. I think that um, God allowed us to go through a lot of the stuff that we have to get us back on track. Or to get us on the right track maybe for the first time. We weren't ever really... We always believed in God. It was never a question about faith. But, you know, there's believing in God and there's really believing in God. There is. But there's also 
believing in God and having no works to go with it. Right. You know, and we were kind of in that category. Well, we were in that category. You know, we wanted to... We wanted to be the parent, and we wanted God to be our child. Hmm. You know, we wanted to tell him, yes, Lord, we'll do what you want in our time. Not in your time. Not when you tell us we need to do it. But we'll, we'll sit you down and tell you when and what we need. And we'll answer what you tell us when we get around to it, because we're the parent. And we're not. We're the child. Yep. So it's not the way it's supposed to work. No. So well, if you fast forward to um, what we actually walked through with Kirk being in the hospital and on full life support, um, you know that was a, a massive shaking, and and you know this last week we've gone through a lot um, of like little things. They haven't been big things; they've been little things, but they've gotten under my skin, <laughs> and. Um, I've been reminded by this lovely man sitting next to me that I'm supposed to give it to God and not take it back. Well, when he said that, I was reminded of, of this wonderful nurse that we had in Houston named Chi-Chi. We had um, a night at the hospital that was a really, really rough night, and um, Kirk had been having problems with a fever. He, was, he had developed sepsis, and... Um, we had a nurse that was just kind of rude one night. She talked loudly, like two o'clock in the morning in the room with all the lights on and stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to rest. That's, that's where I had to sleep. So it was just kind of a rough night and, um, I was very frustrated. So the next night they made sure that I had a really good nurse and her name was Chi Chi. She was from Nigeria and she asked me what had happened with Kirk, and so I told her the whole story about him having a heart attack in the, in the airport and how we um, ended up where we were at. And she was very attentive to me, and I knew that God had put her in that room with me that night. And she began to um, tell me about her own story and about how she came from Nigeria and the things that they believed in her country. And, and But she was a very strong believer. And she looked at me and she said, you know, as Christians... We pray and we give things to the Lord. And then we take them back. And she said, she looked at me straight in the eyes and she just said, God already has the victory here. Quit taking it back. Because she knew that I had been praying. I told her I'd prayed that God was going to heal him. And then I would say, but you know, look at, you know, he's got this, you know, this going on and that going on. And I just don't know. And she stopped me in my tracks and said, stop taking it back. And then she proceeded as I went to sleep, I was trying to lay down and go to sleep. And she proceeded to sing praise and worship songs with her Nigerian accent over my husband while I tried to rest. And it was the most beautiful sound to go to sleep to. She was singing how great is our God. And, um, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. And it, what was amazing was overnight that night, uh, I woke up to go to the restroom and Kirk had had kind of a breakthrough. I'm not going to go into the gory details of it, but it was something that needed to happen and it happened. And it was a really, really good sign. It was a good sign that things were starting to work again. And so, um, you know, but she was there for that and she was praising God for that. And it was a blessing to have her. 
And so now I go through these little things and, and they're nothing compared to what we walked through. And I'm letting these little things shake me or get under my skin or get me off track or distract me. And my husband's reminding me that I need to take some deep breaths. Now, some of this is due to having some PTSD from what I experienced. You know, you're not supposed to watch your husband die. Um, <clears throat> but God knows that and he knows my struggles now. And my husband understands my struggles. And so he has very gently reminded me of some of the things that I needed to hear, which part of that was this story that I just shared with you about my friend Chi Chi. And, but, you know, we try to do things in our own strength too. You know, we try to fix things. You know, that's where my struggles came this week is there was a lot of little irritants that came up and I just felt overwhelmed because I needed to do this and this and this and this and this. And, and then this came up and then that came up and I was frustrated. And were they important? No, mm -hmm. they weren't. And the thing is, is that God tells us to call to him all you who are weary and are heavy laden or burdened or overwhelmed and he will give us rest. We're not supposed to hold it. God is. We don't have strength. I don't have strength on my own. It's God in me. That's where the strength is, is in God. It's in him. It's not in my own abilities because I absolutely did nothing to bring my husband back. I did nothing to heal his body. That was all God. You know, all the glory goes to him. It's not anything that we can make happen on our own. But even with the little things, even when it's not a medical intervention that you need, it still has to come from God. Well, God brought me back so you guys would quit badgering him. He got tired of hearing you guys pray. <laughs> yes, we did pray a lot. We did. But the thing is, is that going through all of this, um, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about today is Job and all of the stuff that he's gone through mm -hmm. and how no matter what happened, he literally lost everything too. I mean, we yep. can sympathize with Job a lot. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't lose our kids. We didn't lose um, each other. But Kirk did lose, we, we together lost our business and our home and he lost his health. Mm-hmm. And he's getting it back, but it's a slow, steady process, you know, but what we know and, and really the health part, health wise, his heart's functioning perfectly. His kidneys are working perfectly. His lungs work perfectly. He's just not gotten all of his strength back and that's coming. But. Well, with the dizziness, that'll, yeah. we'll figure that out eventually. Yep. But I think even the little things that remain, you know, are a reminder that, you know, if, if, if everything went back to normal, it'd be real easy to forget what God brought us through. No. <laughs> no. <clears throat> There's no forgetting. Right. Well. well the only forgetting uh, that I have of here is... Uh, our possessions and uh, the 
drive that society puts into us. You know, society telling us we need to be successful. We need to we need to have big checking accounts. We need to have, be the boss. We need to do this and we need to do no, no that. I don't believe in any of that. I believe we need to keep our focus on the Lord and He'll walk us through it. Right. You know. So. Absolutely. And I've seen a lot of um, th- this man that I'm sitting next to is not the same man he used to be. And part of that is an unshakable faith that he has in God. Now, we've gone through some studies. Like at our church, we went through a study about, um, they were trying to prove about the Red Sea crossing. And mm. this man was on a quest, and we watched both episodes of it. There's two different videos that you could watch about the Red Sea crossing. And they're trying to prove that it happened. And there's all different kinds of scientists and people that are uh, chiming in. And the man was really truly on a quest because he was trying to, he was having a crisis of faith. But in the end, he realized that you just have to believe it. And and there was a man on there that even said, well, you know, if it was really a miracle, then we would be able to prove it because it would have to happen more than one time. Well, if it happens more than once, it's not a miracle. Hmm. I mean, a miracle is something that, I mean, it can happen more than once. God has brought more than one person back from the dead. But um, the point is, is that God is not bound by what man Thanks. Thanks. You know, he's God. He doesn't have to do things our way. But um, I've watched my husband develop this unshakable faith, and he just would get frustrated with that video because he'd say, why don't people just believe the Bible for what it is? I mean, it just, it says that it happened, so why can't they believe that it happened? And they were trying to diminish, you know, the the power of that miracle of God parting the Red Sea. They were trying to explain it away scientifically or say that it happened in different locations than it did. In different depths of water. Well, it right. couldn't have happened here because the water is too deep. <laughs> yeah. It's too deep for God to part. God made the earth, made everything on it. But when it comes time to part in water, you know, it's too deep for him. Right. That's the mentality of him. That was just ridiculous. Of him. Right. Oh. So, you know, it's just... I love that there is just a knowing now that God is real in our lives. You know, there's nobody that could tell me that God's not real now. There's nobody that could tell me that he doesn't do miracles. There's nobody that could tell me that he's not there for us. You know? Mm-hmm. Because he was there. He, well, he, he is he, there. He is there. He showed himself very strong in our lives. And even if he never did another thing for us, from this point on, we would still believe in him because of what he's done. But we know that that's not true. We know he's going to continue to lead us and guide us because that's the way he operates. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't just leave you alone to your own self and, and say, okay, I'm done with you. That's it. Right. So, you know, we've watched him come through financially for us. We've watched him come through medically. We've watched him come through with timing. Mm. You know, every bit of it. Which it's funny how a lot of what we've gone through parallels Job and what he went through. Right. You know, it's funny that read the story about Job. To me, it's funny because I can picture... You know, God there, God and Satan 
both of them being in the same place and Satan trying to tell the Lord that, yeah, I can, I can take your number one, Job, and make him curse you and turn away from you. And God looking at him and, and kind of trying to keep from laughing and saying, oh, you foolish man. Job will never turn on me because I know the beginning and the end. Right. And he's already seen what Job's going to do. Right. Where it's Satan, he has no clue. He just thinks that he can turn anybody against God. Right. You know, it's just the amazement of, of reading and then thinking about all that went on and how Satan kept, like, nipping at at uh, God like a little dog. You know? <laughs> right. So, I just found that humorous. Well, I was thinking about um, Job also, and as I was reading through parts of it today, you know, the earlier part of it, he was saying, you know, everything I feared that was going to happen had happened, you know. Mm -hmm. And he was sad. He went through the human emotions of it. Right. You know, he, he pitied, you know, his, you know, why was I born? Yeah. Woe is me. But he never blamed God. And all the way through it, he said, even if God kills me, I will have hope in him. Mm -hmm. yep. And I can understand that so much better now. You know, one of the statements that Kirk has made numerous times that I've watched him make is that if somebody is a believer, he is not going to shed tears for them if they pass, if they go on to heaven, because he knows where they're going. Mm -hmm. He got a, he got a sneak peek, <laughs> you know, of where they're going and he's not going to shed tears. For those people. But he would share, shed tears for those that he loves that he doesn't, you know, that he doesn't know if they knew the Lord or that he knows they did not know the Lord. And, you know, we try our very hardest to share the Lord with everybody that we come in contact with if we can. And we try to share our testimony with people that we don't even know. But I understand what he's saying because, you know, if you know that that person's going to be in heaven, our life here is a vapor. It's, it's, it's coming and going very quickly, yep. but we get to spend eternity with those that we love. So it's like, this is just this little stopover that we got to do real quick. Yep. But for those people that don't know the Lord, that's where the sadness is. Cause you know that you're forever from that point on, you'll never ever see them again. You'll never be with them again. Thank goodness there's no tears in heaven. Yes. That we won't feel that sorrow when we're there. But while we're here, we feel that sorrow. And, you know, I heard Kirk say that. I heard him say those words. And in January, his mother passed away. And I thought, okay, he's he's got to shed some tears. This is his mom. He's, you know. And I saw sadness in his face because she was, you know, not here. Yeah. But he did not shed tears. The only time he had a hard time at all was when he would watch his dad's pain. Mm. You know, seeing the pain in his dad over losing his wife of 68 years. I can't even imagine 68 years together married. And um, that was the painful part. It's still the painful part is watching when he has a hard time being separated from her. Yeah. But 
Kirk didn't shed tears. From the moment she left this earth until the funeral home came to pick her up, Kirk held her hand <laughs> and shared at her funeral about being happy for her. And we are happy for her. Yep. But that, that's, that's that unshakable faith. That's a faith of, no, I know that I know that I know that I know where my mother-in-law's at. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Yep. And when you have that kind of confidence, there's not anything that can come up against you to change your mind. Yep. So, do you have anything else you'd like to share tonight? <clears throat> well, the question that I thought was, uh, do we operate in our strength or in God's strength? Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for just for an analogy of of working or doing something in God's strength, you know, there's a a game I like to play called Fallout, <laughs> and. Uh, in that game, you have what they call power armor. So when you start to get into a tough situation that you know you just can't take the beatings that you're going to receive, you run back away from the, the conflict and you quickly switch into this power armor. And then when this power armor is on you, now you're able to go back into that, that battle and defeat your enemy. And for those of you that uh, don't know what power armor is, if you think back in the time of knights, knights wore suits of armor. Right. And that metal suit of armor is what protected them from getting <clears throat> severely injured. Right. So if you look at the Lord as being your power armor, you're able to do anything with him. Right. And it's funny that too often at times do we get out of our power armor and we try to do everything on our own because when you put the power armor on, it's big, bulky, noisy, slow. But you can still get from point A to point B. It's just a little slower. Mm-hmm. And a whole lot safer. But we get impatient. So what do we do? We jump out of the power armor where we're unprotected. And we start trying to do everything on our own. Instead of just staying in the protection of the armor. And yeah, it takes a little longer to get there. But you do get there. Right. You know, and as humans, we need to learn to be more patient. Because God's not going to work in our time. He's going to do it in his time. You know, we're not supposed to try to treat him as the child. He's the parent. You know, a lot of the times we need to realize we are the kid because we're always asking the Lord for something. And as a parent, when your kid asks you for nine million things, after a while you just start to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not what your child needs, it's what the child wants. And I'm not saying that God ignores us, but God is more willing to give you what you need, not just anything that pops into your head. Right. You know, and that's... 
Well, sometimes he, because he can see from the beginning to the end, he knows some of the things that we think we want are going to actually cause us pain. Right. It could lead us off our path with the Lord. Right. So, that's... That's um, a good point. I'm glad you shared that. You know, we all need to learn to have... And, and really, that's the way you stay unshakable, is staying in Him. Uh-huh. I mean, that's really the whole key to it. There's nothing we can do, but we can stay in Him and keep our minds focused on Him. And then nothing that the enemy comes you know, up against us with is going to be successful because we have our power armor. Yeah. And, um, you know, we went through all of this because God knew that we needed to get our lives focused, but it really has helped strengthen us in Him as well. So anyway, we hope this blessed you tonight. And we hope you guys continue to listen. And, um, you know, God's shared us shared with us an awful lot of things over these last couple of years. And we just, we feel that we're supposed to share them with you. And so we're going to continue to share them. Even if it's just for one person, mm-hmm. we're going to continue to share them because we are going to be faithful to Him. And if you feel like you're having uh, some struggles or doubts, mm-hmm. read Job. Job. Right. Job is really... Uh, easy to relate to right so yep all right well god bless we'll see you next week goodbye Bye.